Mike, Steve, Gregor, and Greg. Welcome to Maximum Collective, episode 24, Get Charged, with Gregor Absolute McGrath. Hello. Greg, Big Raw, Ringley. Yo, yo, yo. Mike, Dude, Weatherly. What up, dude? And your host, Steve Otto Connor. Well, fellas, it uh, it's about time to start a new year, and uh, we got some fun flies coming up. And are we all excited to get back on the fun fly track? I mean, it's just been you know, too cold in Arizona. Yeah, right. Three-fourths of us are still flying because it's so warm out there. What what have your lows been, like 61? Did all the Teslas <laughs> stop on your, uh, no, on your the sunny days? Teslas Nobody are all charge. overheating in the chargers. <laughs> in a power winter. surge. <laughs> um, it, no, we do got some fun really flies nice coming tonight. up. I think amps might be the first one. I don't have a date in front of me. Uh, March, March, right? It's March, but I don't have the date. Um. Oh. And then Heli Beaters is in April. I know that's 18th through the 21st. Right. Uh, I will be out there. Greg, are you coming this year? Yes, sir. I'll be there. And Greg, you can't make it, right? Nope. I will be going to the Philippines. How about you, Mr. Weatherly? Oh, yeah, dude. I am there. Cool. I have some special guests that are supposed to come out with me, so we'll see if they make it. Buddies from the Midwest. Oh, Ooh, yeah. maybe more That's than awesome. one even i don't know and as dude, usual april that 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 might be that's that's kind of risky i mean the midwest might be nicer than uh, could be it's uh, kind of risky but as usual check out the facebook group rc heli events ran by Dwayne. he's so nice to sit here and run it and keep it us for up for us so uh thank you Dwayne. um Today's topic is HV batteries versus LV batteries. So, Nerd Boy, yours, or yours truly, brought this up here a couple of weeks back. Uh, we were talking about nitro and the energy density of a high voltage versus a low or a regular voltage lithium battery, and uh, we were curious. You know, does it degrade the uh, battery? Does it? really do anything for you. You get more flight time. You know, all the questions that come with this because the high-voltage batteries have been out there for a little while, and it seems like more manufacturers are making them. So, uh, Greg, I believe you reached out to Maniacs, didn't you? And yeah. Asked some questions about this kind of stuff? Yeah, we did some research to try and figure out kind of what the whole scoop is on the high-voltage batteries versus um, standard voltage, right? That's the term, right? Standard voltage versus high-voltage? I think so. Well, like, no, and standard is charged to 4.2, whereas high voltage is charged to 4.35, right? Generally. Generally. All right. So one of the things we, and this is what we just wanted to figure out ourselves, is what is the difference? So fundamentally, it's that. It's the difference between 4.2 and 4.35, you know? Um so on the high voltage, they said the nominal voltage now is 3.8 to 3.85. I thought that was interesting. You know, and it's still Versus the same. The 3.7. Right. And they say the still, you still have the same low, low limit on your charge voltage, which is 3.0 volts. 
you know, but they all tell you to charge higher than that or discharge, you know, no longer like lower than 3.3 because they don't want you to get down right. to that 3.0, right? Um, right? So the other thing, the big question was is, all right, so if you buy a high voltage battery, what are you really getting? You're getting more density. You're getting more energy packed into that battery. Therefore, you can charge it to a higher voltage and you basically store more power. So that's how you get more flight time out of it. So a uh, 4.35 volt battery uh, is going to have more milliamps. Milliamp like hours. I can fly longer on top on top of the higher voltage. So what do you guys think, Gregor? You're a big electric guy. What do you What do you think? Uh, you think the additional flight time is worth it? I have a set of SMCs, and I believe they're 5300s at 4.2. And I believe they are at 4.35. I think they're 5,900s. I don't know that I could really tell the difference of that, but I'm the guy that I only fly my packs down to 30% anyway. What mm -hmm. do you think, Gregor? Well, you're, you're talking to an old man here. so. <laughs> well, it, just think of the electrons yeah, like a old, nitro molecule. You know, it's a bigger tank. The, you know, it's funny because electric has a much different power to weight you know, in comparison to a nitro. And when I was younger, the electric, I mean, getting some, you know, high, high output batteries was the way to go. Cause it was just insane power. I think, uh, you know, nowadays I'm looking at, I like a little more flight time, but I like power as well. So, I mean, honestly, you know, I'd probably go with the low voltage pack. That's probably what I'd go with. I know that's weird, but that's kind of my, my thing, you know, I'm with I, you, dude. Yeah. But you know, so with the, you don't run any high voltage batteries either. I do, and uh, you know, I th this is not my cup of tea when it comes to batteries. Greg could attest to that. Uh, him and Lee have educated me as much as they can, and I still don't get it. But I will tell you that, you know, if I compare an HV battery to a regular voltage battery, the cost. On average, you're going to pay seven, eight bucks more. Um, I personally don't see a difference. Um, the only difference that I see is I run a K4 charger and I have to remember to go in there and change it from, you know, to, you know, high voltage. Uh, For standard voltage. But I seriously, I, I have not seen a difference in, in the battery. Now, I'm not the best of pilots, obviously, but eight bucks, $7. Okay. Not a big deal, but I would expect that if I'm going to buy into buying something that, that costs a little bit more that I, I would be able to actually see a difference. And me personally, I, I haven't. So uh, don't really care about the $7, but what I'm really curious about is, what am I getting for that extra $7? If I'm just somebody that, oh, okay, HV is the new thing, right? Uh, I, I get a longer flight time, uh, higher discharge uh, for a longer period of time. It's worth $7. But again, I, I haven't seen it. I mean, my timer goes off at the same time with a low voltage, high voltage battery. Uh, so that's just, that's my, that's my take on it from what I've, I've experienced. So talking to Alex Liu, his comment was, when you go from 4.2 to 4.35 volts, you're picking up about 12 to 15% more capacity. 
because if you start off with 4.35 volts at a, a fully charged pack, you're going to fly and consume milliamp hours, and you're going to actually have more. It's like having a bigger tank. That's the theory behind it. You have a bigger nitro tank. Instead of a 16 ounce tank, you got an 18 ounce tank. So you pick up some more. And then the other thing is mathematic. It looks like 10%, but. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. The other piece behind that is is, um, when you think about torque, right? Torque is is part of uh, the power you can deliver, right? The motor can do something with, right? At a higher voltage. And think of it this way let's go to an extreme level. What happens when you're back into a pack? When you're almost out of juice, you're that last, the last 30, 40 seconds of your flight. We all experience it. You don't have as much power anymore. You've, you're, you do your more lower energy move maneuvers at the back end of a flight pack, right? No, I would normally do as many TikToks as fast as possible with as much pitch as possible in the last 10% of the battery. There you go. I hear it's better to exercise and really stretch it out. There you go. Stretch way, it out. Way faster to dish. I see a lot of pilots doing, doing that, that yeah. but I am not one of them. Yeah. yeah. But if you have a high, if you start off at a higher voltage, I mean, higher voltage means you have a little bit higher torque, correct? You know? So at the. I don't know yeah. if that's true or not. Is it? Well, power is volts times amps, right? You know, but where do you see I the guess, difference? At, I though? guess by that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know that you're going to see anything on the higher voltage thing. Like people talk about that. Um, I would think from the additional milliamp, you know, uh, like I said, 53 to 5,900, if I did the calculation, right, it's about 10%. Yeah. Uh, I'm not real good at math. So, I mean, that could be wrong. Well, a five uh, he, minute flight, you know, you're going to get another what? 30, 40 seconds on the flight? 30 seconds? 20. Right. 20 seconds? Ugh. You know? For Well, well that might just be the that. gap. That might that might be where Mike Weatherly goes and, look, I'm going to practice an auto today. And he goes up and shoots another auto on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So... I, yeah. I'm... <laughs> My autos generally are, are not on purpose because I run the battery practice, down practice, to practice. nothing. So one of the other things that I asked him about, I said, all right, these uh, high voltage packs, do you treat them the exact same way? And, and Mike made the comment, you have to change your charging setup to charge to 4.35. So if you're switching between standard packs and HV packs, when you go to charge, you actually have to tell the charger, we're going to 4.35, not 4.2. Um, but not all chargers support that. Rev Electrics, for example, I don't know, do they support high voltage packs? Gregor, you use Rev Electrics, right? I do, and and you know what? I have never checked, to be honest. I know the ISDTs generally do with a firmware update. I own several of them. Um, I don't know about the iChargers. So I I would say, Gregor, you've never checked because obviously you've never ran an HV battery. So my recommendation would be... You should really run HV batteries on your... On your Nitro? I would say before you spend the extra money, make sure that the charger that you use supports charging HV batteries. Right. So can you use a regular voltage battery with a at 4.2? And my my answer I received was yes, it's not going to make any difference. You're just not getting the gain. Correct. The high voltage hmm. packs, if you charge in the 4.2, all you're really doing is giving up that uh, additional milliamp hour capacity. In other words, you're filling your gas tank. Instead of the 18 ounces, you're filling up the 16 ounces. So what's yeah. the purpose? Right. So if you're going to go to a high voltage pack, you need to be charging the 4.35 volts. Um, so one of the things I asked Alex, I go, 
does it change your charge rate? In other words, if I, because I personally charge 3C on everything, right? Um, <laughs> I pound it in there. There you go. Get it. Up. Uh, but if you go to, if you're charging the 3C, does that hurt the battery pack? I mean, can you do more with the HV packs? And he says, no, you treat them the exact same way. You charge them all the same. You don't have to change charge rates. If you charge at 2C, charge your standard voltage at 2C, charge the HV at 2C, 3C. Different manufacturers have different maximum recommended charge rates. Now, that's the other question that always comes up. People hear us use the term 1C, 2C, 3C. Um, what does that mean, right? I think it's a nursery rhyme. It's, it's a, a helicopter nursery rhyme. nursery rhyme, isn't it? That's right. It's a helicopter nursery mm -hmm. rhyme. So if you're charging a 5,000 milliamp hour pack at 1C, how many amps are you charging at? Do, 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 do. It's, you take the milliamp hours divided by 1,000, right? Five. Right. So a 5,000 milliamp hour pack charged at 1C is 5 amps. Does that care how oh, many yeah. S it is? 1S, 2S, 3S, 4S, 5S, 10S? Does it care? No, it's independent of no. the number of cells. So we 5,000 milliamp hour pack charged at 1C is 5 amps. So if you're charging that pack at 2C, that's 10 amps. 10 amps, yeah. 3C, it's 15 amps. The problem you get into is if you charge a 3S pack at, you know, if you have a 3S 5,000 milliamp hour pack, you could charge it at 15 amps. A lot of chargers can do that. But when you start pushing a 12S pack at 15 amps, now you're dealing with watts. You have to have a charger that can push the power, push the watts. And that's why I run the K16, because that thing's 800 to 1100 watts. So I can run a 5100 milliamp hour 12S pack at 15 amps per channel. So I can put two. Now, is that at 120 volts on the input? Because I hear there's a difference between the 120 and the 240 input. I hear you can get more out of it at 240. Yes. And now, here's the other odd thing. If you've got chargers that run off DC versus AC power, a lot of times you will have a higher capacity charge rate on a DC powered versus an AC power. So if you look at the rating on most of the chargers out there, if you're 800 amps on DC, or you may only be 600 amps on AC. So I don't run a um, power supply. I like the K16 because I kind of got tired of charge cases and fans and power supplies and you know all the stuff that goes with it. So that's why I went to the K the K16 or the X16 so I could just plug it into my generator and go. I don't have to worry about charge cases. Um, but the other thing we talk, what else we'll talk about on these HV packs? So we talked about how you charge them. Um, I asked about cell. Does the, the high voltage cells, are they tend to be heavier? Are they lighter? Um, because they're higher density, uh, I guess they could tend to be uh, a little heavier than standard voltage packs. I haven't had a chance to dig through the specs on different websites to see if I could compare them. Um, but that'd be something that you could check in your specs when you look at the batteries you're buying. And I lost the link, but you know, uh, RCHN2, they actually did. They had a whole spreadsheet. They, the, all the guys, because you know, I think Nick was into uh, speed runs. Right. So they talked quite a bit on battery chemistries. And I spent a lot of time like make sure the battery's at 70 degrees when I was charging it or discharging it or checking right. it for 
anything. And uh, they actually had a bunch of that stuff. So we had weights, we had uh, actual mathematical C ratings, and they were all rated against the same method, right? Because right. every manufacturer can rate their C rating at a different rate. Um, you know, you can come up with your own calc, not your own calculations, but you can definitely skew them in your favor, I guess right. we'll say. So the other thing that I um, asked, all right, so we all have these cell checkers we run around with, right? So my question was, all right, I've got a pack that's got a maximum charge voltage of 4.2 volts versus one that's at 4.35. Does the cell checker read them the same way? You know, so if you plug your cell checker into a standard voltage pack that's fully charged at 4.2 volts and then you check it, it gives you a percent full, right? It gives that 80%, 90%, 100%, right? So I asked, I go, do you need a, a high voltage? And I know that people can't see my fingers on the podcast. Air quote, high voltage uh, cell checker. Does a standard cell checker work on both batteries? And he said, yes, it works on both batteries. That, I don't know how you figure that one out. <laughs> different. I have voltage. older JR ones and yeah. older whatever, and I have newer ISDT ones. I've never had one not work when I've charged up and checked it because okay. I was curious about that myself. Yeah, so the standard cell checkers can figure out the difference between that 4.35 and 4.2, the standard versus high-voltage packs. So you're, if you have a standard cell checker, you don't need to replace it. If you buy a high-voltage pack, your standard cell checker will work on that pack to give you the, you know, when you start checking it. Uh, I asked him, is there typically a longer life on these batteries? He said, nope, you guys all wear them out and beat the hell out of them, so... You know, uh, fly them. You should get the same. If you are consistently flying standard voltage, high voltage packs, you treat them the same way, you should get the same type of life. It's not like one wears, long, wears out faster than the other or one lasts significantly longer. Um, uh, what else we talk about with him? I think that was pretty much what I got out of him. Now, who's on the market right now with high voltage packs? I know Pulse has a high-voltage pack on the market, right? Available currently in the United States? I have not ran them yet. All right. They do. SMC has one, right? SMC they has do. one. Yep. Right. Maniac is expecting theirs to hit the market in the next couple months, so they've got high-voltage. Already out? Yeah. They've got them out, but they're not here in the U.S. yet, but they're on their way. Um, yeah, why I can't are we find always them on the last, website? dude, like in the U.S.? Like, what's uh Save the best for last. <laughs> so, um, so really quick, who else? Uh, we were just talking about weight. Um, you had brought that up. Oh, never mind. I got the wrong pack. Keep going. Okay. So, we talked about how you do you treat them any different from a standpoint of checking their voltage, like you're the flight line. You want to check and see how the, where they're at from a charge standpoint. You, we talked about how to charge them. Um, one of the things that we talked about is what is our charger? What charges do we use? Because, you know, that's the other question that comes up. What are you all using? And I made the comment that I run the ISDT K16. That's what I charge in the field, and I charge at home with mine. So what now, do you is the max is the max on that a 12 or a 14S? So the ISD K16 charges up to 16S. Holy cow. Yeah. So. Now, well, does it do two channels, or is it yes. only does it do one channel? So it'll do 16s on two channels. Yeah. So obviously, I don't run 16s, <laughs> but um, I do have 12s stick packs, so I can actually on my on the case of the X16, which has two separate channels, 
I always at the field I'm always charging two 12s packs, one on each channel, and I'll run. I run 15 amps on one, 3C, and I run 10 amps on the other. But that's not because of the charger. That's because my poor 2,000 watt generator starts choking. You know, my I generator imagine. doesn't have. If the you power. add that up in wattage, yeah, I mean I'm, you got losses and everything else. Yeah, I'm so, pushing. Uh, sorry, I'm going to step back to the weight for a second, and I'm only comparing. Um, so the red S or the red maniacs were always known for being a little bit on the heavier side. Are those the current ones, or are those? Is that what everybody's flying red, or are they flying the white ones, or the blue ones, or? So, I'm not familiar with the difference. I had a I have a set of blue white ones. They've been great. So Frank Maniacs has some, a 40, a blue a blue pack which is a 45C, a red and black one which I think is a 55, and okay. their 80C pack is that red one. If you look at mine, they're okay. all pink because they're all, you know, faded after a three four hundred flights out here in Arizona. They get faded out. All mine are pink. So just. Just on a 5300, and this is a, it'll do 50, oh, that's, okay, this is the smaller pack. That's not what I'm flying. So it says 4.2 volts. It says it's 4,600 milliamps, whereas the standard 5100 uh, SMC, or I'm sorry, uh, Maniacs is 780 grams, and the SMC, which I picked a smaller one, I apologize, that's 731. So I would imagine the SMC is going to be just slightly heavier. Um, From standard voltage to high voltage? Just a little bit right. heavier. Just, but we're talking grams, a couple right. of grams. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's so weight is not an issue. Like, don't, I don't, mean, don't take that into consideration. Right. I mean, you measure, if you're the person that measures it in the first place, um, I believe there was a conversation, not to get off on nitros, recently about uh, uh, what is the raw 700? The, uh, the regular 700 nitro and the uh, what's the other kit? The light one. The HD. So the the standard HD and light. Yeah. Somebody oh, versus, asked the question: yeah. Is there really a big difference? And yeah. you get a bunch of mixed reviews, and it's it's only a couple ounces, but I think it's more about parts compatibility. It is slightly lighter, and I think people can notice. But you're splitting. Oh, I that. definitely notice. Then, well, but you're a phenomenal pilot. Well, with the with the HD versus the the uh, standard production raw nitro, I mean they're totally different the way they fly i mean honestly i love the, the production version in many ways you know what i mean over because it's the the hd is that much heavier but i mean when you're talking batteries i mean we're talking just fractions well, I didn't know if it was compared to that ounces. i'm guessing right. yeah I'd i can't really remember what it is chart. but yeah it it, it def definitely feels it feels a lot heavier but yeah i weighed them initially but they, they were i weighed too mine far off. But I weighed them for another podcast, not this episode, so I don't remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you cheating on us with another podcast? No. When we were talking Nitro, like three podcasts back, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Gregor, you, you, so you, I'm just saying the difference between. <laughs> Those two comparisons versus the batteries, I think, are going to be. I was be just really trying to sidetrack us completely totally, sideways. Totally different no, but, animals but, 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 in terms of weight. You know what I mean? I think they're going to be totally different in terms of weight. I think the battery comparison between the two is going to be an HRB, a regular Amazon HRB that I've heard quite a few things about here lately. And again, comparing this is just your standard HRB, standard voltage to the 6,000 milliamp. They look like they're 809 grams. So, Heavy. 
Yeah. Well, there's six thousand. That's what I. I'd, there you go. Six thousand versus five thousand. That's yeah. Um, One point seven eight pounds. That's about standard. I thought. I thought the average. Uh, maybe they're getting lighter. I thought the average six S five thousand was about two pounds, but apparently it's a little less. I know the Maniacs ADC packs were a little bit lighter versus their seventies. Hey, they were Gregor, lower. So, they were so, lower volts or uh, milliamps as well too. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so take a nitro flight pack to S twenty two hundred vice a five thousand. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the five thousand weighs a little more. Is there that much of a noticeable difference in the flight characteristics between the two different? Generally, flight a CG packs? thing, right? Yeah, a CG thing. But I mean, you're talking. You know what's the forward CG on that going to be like a an eighth of an inch? I mean, we I don't know. I mean, I just I know when Nick and I were weighing like the Hattori versus versus the absolute scene, the, my my muffler, and I think we we weighed the two and and the numbers. You're like, oh man, but then we calculated it out, and it was like I can't remember. It was like an eighth of an inch forward CG. Is, it was the CG you, an eighth of an inch? Yeah, you oh, know really? what I mean. That's I mean all, that's. Huh? Yeah, that was all that moved it, and I, I don't even know if it was that much, but I, I it was it was very very small. And we, we were laughing about it, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm overthinking it, you know, in terms of weight. So, but as a like a 2200 versus you know a 5000 pack, um, those those 5000s are significantly larger, you know yeah, what I mean? So I, I think right. I think you, you know that could definitely, I mean, I. <laughs> I don't know. Some pilots like Nick might might feel it, might notice the difference. You know, other pilots may not even know notice the difference. You but know? if you need to so, shift that CG back, just change the throttle horn yeah. from. Uh, metal I, I, to I know when I, yeah, when I, when I, <laughs> <laughs> when I flew, uh, Steve put me onto the Maniacs, uh, the Maniacs packs uh, in Fernley a few years back, and. Um, the the power output on them i mean they were phenomenal and i didn't you know the weight was like okay but they whatever were, that was when they were you penalized know, they, for their weight because they were yeah, heavier they were heavy yeah yeah but they had so much power it, it offset it before we get off of lipos and move over to chargers i want to touch base and i know another guy a buddy of mine jim out of utah he flies the same way at least i last i talked to him he was so i don't charge my pack all the way up to 4.2 i only charge up to 4.17 or 4.18 it was like, well, why would you do that? Um, because that last, just like a Tesla or any other type thing, that last couple of seconds of balancing, it's 10 minutes. And there's a there's a huge difference. So 4.17, I could take my batteries off 10 minutes ahead of time. And I think I lose about 15 seconds of flight time. And allegedly, it's supposed to be better for the batteries, whether that's true or not, because you're not fully charging them. Like my yeah. Samsung phone, for example, has an option to charge it up to 85% um, to lengthen the battery life. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I'm a I'm kind of like 4.17 to like uh, 30% on the pack. So like I think 3.83 or 3.8, 3.8 I think. Right. So that was just like I said. I know there's a couple other people out there. They don't necessarily charge them all the way up, and it is quicker. That's a that's a workaround from a higher seat rating. Um, right. Just a just an idea. So that's you were going to go on so, to chargers. You, well, no, hey, but I like so, that content. So, the char- yeah, how you so, charge? So, how do you charge, Mike? You, uh, I plug it in the wall. No, I mean, do you charge the full, <laughs> a full, the four? Do you stop it like that? No, I, I do. I, listen, dude, I'm always doing so many different things that, that I mean, my wife says, babe, you're beeping. 
<laughs> which means it's done, right? So I definitely do not hover over my charger and sit there and no, I have my say, charger oh, set to stop at four point one seven. Yeah, I, I, I hit the button, man. And uh, but I right, will tell you, all these chargers are adjustable. But you charge yeah, for four point two, then, right, Mike? Yeah, and okay. and you know what, like I had so when I got into the hobby in two thousand nine. Got out of it in 2011. Came back in in how much for batteries like, then? Was it shit? I don't even remember. <laughs> you bought a bunch of size yeah, alkaline. 250 a pop. We're so spoiled. Was today. it was it 2000 or 2001? I always get those two years mixed up. Uh, but one's but a anyways, space Odyssey, one's not. 2000, 2001. So when I Whatever unpacked all my stuff, I, I had a a pulse and a venom battery in the box so it went from 2009 2011 to 2020 2021 and it was a 3s 1100 and the thing still fully charged worked like it was still brand new so i've always kind of just done the same thing right like hey discharge it works about 30 percent fully charge it you know don't beat the thing up drain it down to zero uh keep it in storage mode right um even though i've neglected that somewhat recently because there's you know i charge some stuff and then don't get to go to the field or something comes up don't feel like flying wherever the case is and, and they sit there for three days uh, but i've i've always i've always tried to take care of them <clears throat> In the sense of, you know, fully charge them, run them down to 30%, maybe 25, and let it be. I've been flying the same 12S stick pack pulse batteries for, it's been, what, three and a half years now. And, I have several five-year-old ones that are pulse. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, so I know, but, but I know guys that have went through the same battery in a year and a half. And, you know, they auto- at the end of every single flight because low voltage and, and they run it down to zero. But so I think that there's a lot a to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're getting a year life or less than a year's life out of them. That's uh, what I mean. Like, you know, yeah. So yeah. here, here's who here is familiar that, you know, as a battery uh, reduces. Uh, so let's say you're 50% of capacity. You don't have the same current anymore. So if you're out there flying mm. the stuff out of them, you're rough on them. By the way, I have a red pulse pack that's still rock hard and is over 10 years old. Uh, I'm probably one of the only people on the face of the planet. If anybody remembers red pulse packs, they were known for their puffiness. Yeah. <laughs> they were not, they had a bad run. Like they had a really good run. Cause you know, yeah. All right. So Everything Steve, in the beginning is good. Yeah. So charge settings. So you charge the 4.17, 4.18 volts, right? Uh-huh. I charged all the way to 4.2. Mike charged all the way to 4.2. I run down to 30%. Capacity. I use V control, so I Me too. set mine to track to thirty percent. It sounds like Mike and you do the same thing. Gregor, what do you when you fly? Are you are you a four point two charger full up guy and run it all to zero? Or you run it down to thirty percent, or he's like all oh, eighteen ounces. I can answer dude, that drain question. It to zero. I charge it to somebody else's ounces. battery. If it's somebody else's battery, Ken Marshall, um, he likes <laughs> to charge it all the way four point two, and then he likes to take it right to about negative point seven. Negative yep. point seven. <laughs> yeah. He uses right. all the electrons. Yeah. yeah. So I get irritated because I'm watching it, but I'll wait till they get to four point two. 
he's just I'm in like, his groove when the battery's dead. Yeah. If anybody's watching Gregor McGrath fly, he is fully in the groove and the battery's dead. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's a fact. So did you really watch your charger? Me? Yeah. Well, no, I start, I get this mental game. It's a mental game. I start going, okay, it's about to go off anytime. I'm going to go check it. And I start looking and it's right there. It's right there. And then I walk away and then I go back and then I walk away and then I go back. And all right, that's a good point. That's what happens to me at my field. Do we want to start that argument. So yeah. I start waiting for the beeping. Oh yeah! <laughs> now I'm just gonna argument? take. Now I'm just gonna take it off early. Steve does it. No, seriously. If you go and monitor it, and you uh, monitor for voltage and everything else, and you're aware that you might lose ten percent or you know five percent or whatever it is with those last couple of seconds, mm-hmm. it's topping the battery up. Yeah. My argument is is that you're really not going to lose that much. Now you should be mindful of it and land fifteen seconds earlier. Um, but if you're wanting to go five minutes for 15 seconds of flight time, that's a pretty good trade off for 10 minutes. Like I said, if I charge but, up to 4.17, but if you have V touch, like if you run v, Mikado V touch, right? Like it'll tell you where the battery's at. Hey, you don't have to worry about to the that, game dude. here. V touch people. You don't even want to get me started on that. Welcome to finally having telemetry V touch. Cause <laughs> I've had it for years. No, I'm not talking about setting your timer, dude, and guesstimating. Uh, we had it long before you there, buddy. I thought we already had. I was I running J log back in the day when wars, you were right? talking 2009. Gregor. I was running J log. So what was that, Greg? On my castle cremation, uh, creation. Just say we've already gone through the flybar wars in another episode. No, there's no flybar <laughs> wars. I fly all of them. I there have spirit. Go. I have icon. I have uh, V control. Yeah. So I this was a personal conversation far. between me and Steve based off of a week ago when he I'm was educating me on tubes. <laughs> Vincent didn't like me enough to send me one. I'm stealing your ego drift hat. You I got you, hat. dude. Listen, I, I got you a hat, dude, at Ken's place, man. Don't worry, bro. Yeah. So, Gregor, you haven't told us what you charge to. I know you charge to 18 ounces, and you run the tank dry. <laughs> 23.5%. You run, you run your charger to 30% of... 23, 23.5%. You have a gallon, one, a little over a gallon of tank on that thing? 18 <laughs> ounces, huh? That's a big tank. It's a big tank, man. <laughs> so what do you think? That's your new nickname, bro. 4.2. 4. That's your new nickname. Taint. What is it? Taint. Taint. You said taint, right? Taint? taint? No. Steve, come on, dude. Really? No. You had to throw that in there, didn't this you? This is a PG-rated it's show, taint. by the way. P-A-N-K. I taint wrong. Tank. Oh, oh dude. Now, tank. so... We know what we charge to. We know what we fly down to. Who charges only at the field versus charges at home and hauls to the field? And if you charge at home, do you have like a fire brick bunker built? Or do you just light that thing off in the kitchen and go to bed and wake up the next morning and hope your house is still around you? (laughs) I, I personally take my charge case and I set it next to me in the living room and I just babysit it. And I've always had this plan like, okay. I got a window right here. I'm going to chuck it out in the dry grass, <laughs> out the window. Shut up. In the dry grass. <laughs> no, I don't do that. But no, I, I charge. You bring your charger to the living room? Yeah. Yeah. I charge in my living room, but I, I don't leave it unattended. I literally sit there and, I, and I've done that forever. I just, I charge it in my living room while I'm sitting right there. Okay. So you walk, no. you hover over it while you're charging. Yep. Yep. But then, but then, but I, you know, I only have a few. I don't have a lot of batteries, you know what I mean? But then, uh, 
then I charge it to field, obviously, as well. Okay. Steve Uh that's a whole nother nerd conversation that's gonna make Mike's head hurt. I have two solar panels on the back of my truck, a little over two thousand oh, watt hours and a twenty four volt system. I only charge off the back of my truck. All right, so you pull so, your truck in the living room and sit next to it and charge like yeah. <laughs> I let it sit out in the middle of rainy Maryland when it's not raining and or Missouri, wherever I happen to be at, and I charge off the back of the truck. Uh, I have been charging a lot more at the field than I used to. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I literally charge off the back of my truck. If I am charging via AC, because I do have a P30 hooked up to some uh, HP power supplies, um, when I'm in a real, real hurry and I don't want to drain my batteries, um, I do charge off that and uh, I do monitor that. So I will charge. I charge normally on like the kitchen counter. And then that way, you know, it's at least somewhat of a safe thing. I can throw them in the sink or, and I've had lipo fires before. Um, I store everything in cinder blocks. So I have nice. stacked up cinder blocks. I have photos. There's a, a couple of Facebook posts where we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it, but it's been talked about in the past. I store all my lipos in cinder blocks. Nice. Oh my God, dude. Right, I'm freaking way, I'm way out to lunch, man. Y'all are talking charging in the living room, dude. The back of the truck, open the front door, cinder block, freaking barricades for your batteries. That's I don't believe in the bag. <laughs> I don't trust way out. I, <laughs> we did a bunch of I tests. Dude, my previous cool. employer, and, and let me tell you that it was lipo bags. Okay. You know, whatever. A locker would be cool, but yeah, they are. They really are. I don't and, know about the locker. I've not tested them. Yeah. The uh I, I do I, the lipo bags. Full, full disclosure, I do keep a big a pot sense of security. I keep a big pot handy in my uh in my kitchen just in case. But uh, and like I said, I don't leave it unattended at all. Uh, did you say pot, dude? I you got a big pot to Mike. toss my battery into. Mike, Justin Mike, <laughs> dude, 420 dude. Jeez, dude. <laughs> you can find mixed results. I even think Augie did like some tests a while bad, back mm -hmm. where he had really good results with the bags. I think they've improved. Early yeah, bags, it, I was going to say there's kind of a joke. This was years ago. Right. You know, I was well, they're easy, not as bad anymore. 10-12 years ago. They're not hey, asbestos what? anymore. So, no, dude, the bags work, man. Greg did a video like when Greg a year and a half ago, about a year and a half. When ago. Maniacs first came out, a fully yeah. charged, a fully charged, fully dude, charged totally. S five thousand. Yeah, twelve S fifty one hundred pack, fully charged. I took a axe to it in the bag and zipped the bag up and filmed it, and that thing smoked like a son of a bitch. And we put a temperature gun on the outside, and the hottest it got on the outside was like a hundred and thirty eight degrees. But it's there you go. You got smoke That's like impressive. Crazy, but it kept the oh, fire. Oh, yeah, there's smoke. Yeah, but it kept the fire inside. Yeah. But just don't assume that these bags, all bags are not created equal. Let's put it that way. What what type of bag were you using? He's uh, at Maniacs. This one Maniacs huh, first paper? came out with that bag. We uh, hmm. picked one up and said, let's do some destructive testing. And in, in all honesty, it's, you know, big boys playing with fire. Just kind of fun, you know? Um. <laughs> I, I Dude, I do have a boneyard in my front yard though of that i've wasted blades. packs on like i have a pair of post hole diggers so i just go pull out a little bunch throw the battery in there i have a, a, a six foot bar and i just so but mike you were going to like, tell us how you charge you set up your charger in your sock drawer right i don't have a sock <laughs> drawer dude 
<laughs> He's Miami Vice. Socks, he doesn't wear socks. Socks. He don't wear socks, dude. Socks. What are you talking well, about? Well, puts it in his underwear drawer. You know what, Greg? Hey, this is PG. Because, I'll remind you. <laughs> because Greg charges at home or at the field, Mike charges at home, and I charge all the batteries. And so I'm like, okay, so how many flights do I want to do today? Let's see, 10. That's okay. How many people are going to be there? So I do the math, right? So four people. Uh, so we go four minutes times four is 16. I'll be there three hours, eight batteries, eight times four. Yeah, okay. So I'll do eight batteries, take them all so I don't have to clog up Greg's generator and charger. And when I'm done flying them all, they're all discharged, throw them back in the lipo bag and go home. There you go. All right. And then once in a while, I mean, I have been known to crash a nitro because my flight pack went to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is that bad. No, dude, this is not bad at all, man. You just have no control. Well, you know what a free flight model is, right? Mikey likes to end his some of his nitro flights with a free flight model instead of an auto. You kind of digging it. I mean, I, I, you know, I got really I got really good at the auto thing because I I was known I'd just get into into it into the groove right and I'd run the tank out every time. You're like, oh, what the fuck? It, it auto it and uh, and the one time Greg says, "Dude, what happened?" I'm like, "I don't know, dude. I lost control." What? I, I don't know. I think a pitch thing came loose. So we go out, we check the helicopter, come back in. First thing Greg does is put the battery checker on her. He goes, uh, yeah, it's at like 3%. I'm like, oh, dude, I forgot to charge it. <laughs> now, Cole, when that little telltale attack reads 9,000 RPM, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. It, well, it's yeah, telltale. man, I mean. That 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 to me was you know, and this is kind of a lesson with the whole light pack thing and stuff, and that's why I was asking you, Gregor, like, is there, you know, different servos consume more energy? Won't get into that, but you know, for me, not not being pro pilot or anything, I would rather have a five thousand pack and be able to get eight, nine, ten flights than to do what I already did once, which is spend a bunch of money rebuilding the helicopter because I had a 2200 that only got me four and a half, five flights. So I'm going to save up for Christmas. No, it wasn't a re-kit. I'm better than that, Steve. Come on, man. (laughs) I'm going to save up and buy Mike a cell checker so he can check that battery before he flies. Yeah, I would you know, just I, like to point out for certain people that there's this controller and pretty much every controller right down to Spectrum and JR, they will tell you the voltage of the RX pack and you can set an alarm. V-Touch does That's it so too. nerdy for me, dude. I can't. Too like, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know what? The the reason, the main, I, I, I pick batteries that fit well. And yes. because if there's any wobble to them on the, on the pedestal that they sit on, I'm out. You know what I mean? I, it's just, I've had bad experiences. So that's, that's another reason. Like I've tried 2500s when they had them and I like that size and then pulse went down to like 22. And then, and then, um, there was, I think a batch issue for a little while and I switched to something else, but, and it all came down to 
like, and we're talking, that was a long time ago, but we're talking like, I just go with what fits on the pedestal really well, you know, but a 5,000, I've never had them be able to fit, you know, or the, it hits the front of the canopy or something like that yeah. too. But, um, and then I just, I get in the habit regardless of where the battery is. If I fly it three flights, I recharge it. That's what I do. That's my rule of thumb. I fly it three times. I recharge it. Yeah. But that's, uh, dude. Know. I can't, I can't remember that shit, dude. For real. <laughs> what if I like the wobble, wobble, wobble song though? Is that wobble, bad? wobble, wobble, wobble. That's your thing, man. So you know? I actually <laughs> have, uh, and I said, I've got an X16 at home, plugged into the wall, set up. I got charge lead set up for it in my um, heli room. I will charge at home, but when I do charge at home, I don't leave the room where I'm charging. And as mm-hmm. soon as it sounds, I've got a oven mitt there, and it is an outside room an with a door. Idea. So if I need, cool. if that pack starts getting smoky, I could open a back door, throw that pack in the backyard, or if it's going off too bad, I don't time to open the door, I'll send it through the window. Um, so, the other place I charge is the garage right next to the nitromethane. Yeah. You don't so cool, charge on your couch though. You got yeah. that 1970 shag couch. You don't charge on that because I, I mean that's really that. cushy. You gotta you gotta support them. So hey, that shag couch is for a different activity, and that's not for this podcast. Wait, wait. I I think I got it confused with a recent RCHO event where the couch. I think somebody put a lipo on it, and I think it might have caught on fire. Oh yeah, that's a different story. But then I do charge at the field, so I'll bring a generator up, set my charger up, and um. I'm not like Mike. I can't. I don't bring eight batteries. I'll bring my three, and my three 12s packs. I can cycle through and be flying one, charging two, flying one, charging two, and that leaves room on the charger for the other guys in the field to charge something up. I got to stop you right there. Do you ever pick on the electric car guys and see if you can drain their batteries? Not Danny Javier. Do you, so, do you ever see how many people? Wait, you can whoa, plug into hey, that? I'm, I'm I'm interested in this now, dude. Like, tell me what I can do to drain car? his battery. So that is cool because mm. that's something when my wife and I actually considered buying an electric vehicle, one of the things that I looked at was what vehicles actually have a 120-volt option. And Is it 120 or is it 240? Javier, I don't know, but Javier bought that feature where he actually plugs a charger in to his EV. So he, can, he really can't get home, a girdle dude. to the airfield. I mean, that's the rumor. He I heard girdle? not Danny wears a girdle. You missed his girdle? Facebook post today. No, you I didn't. Did. You saw it. You laughed at it. Oh, that's yes, right. Yes, he that, wears that, a girdle and a bra, doesn't he? That one dude. Some, some yeah. leggings? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting off the PG. Yeah. But that is cool. An electric vehicle does bring power to the field in that respect if they have that feature. I just bring my 2,000 watt I'm really generator. curious to know what his consumption is. I mean, because it's really, you could charge a bunch of batteries and let's say you consume two kilowatts of your 70 or 80 kilowatt pack. Is that a big deal? No. Yeah. I think it's kind of a neat feature. Oh. oh, yeah, dude. I'm going to go buy me an electric vehicle so I can charge my flight packs at the field. That's cheaper than Not... a $350 generator, right? No. All right. So, all right. We've talked about all these chargers we're charging with. What chargers do you guys use? Uh-huh. I've got my... I've got the old Rev Electrics. Uh, I'm, I've had that charger for probably. Do you use the bump function? Yep. I have it. It's bump, all integrated bump, into bump, my bump. case. Can you tell us a little bit about your bump function? Because I don't know if Greg is familiar with it. Bump? Um, I don't want to hear about his bump. So we had these little ID tags. Feature? Do you monitor your batteries then? Do you, do you have a little bit of nerd? 
Come on, let's, I, let's hear about your inner nerd here. My inner nerd. Greg's got a log, dude. My inner nerd. So my buddy Bob, you know, it's funny because I used to get really into this. I, I was pretty think that I, I I think that I was pretty savvy at one time with batteries, and uh, now I just I I bump the battery, it recognizes it, and I said, "Yep, that's the one." I hit start and I go. I am my inner nerd for electricity is is out the door, man. Nice. So you run yeah. with Rev Electrics, all right? That charges Rev Electrics up to twelve S, but those aren't mm-hmm. available anymore, right? Unless you find one used. Right, they've been discontinued. I've been looking, you know, I've been looking really hard at the uh, K four. Um, it's dope, dude. Mike, you fly. A what K4, is it? Right? What does it do? I do. I I use the K. Well, I have the X sixteen and the K four, and I don't want to get into the X sixteen. Because I had I have not had a good experience with that, uh, but the K four is uh, it goes up to eight S, um, and it's you know X sixty ports you know to charge. It's uh, the XT sixty is your output connection type. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, and it does high voltage. It does lithium ion, um, and it's it's simple. I mean, it it's runs just... one hundred twenty volt, right? It does. I've yeah, also been looking at that supply. 16. I, I've, I've heard people say good things about the 16 as well, but, you know, until Mike said something just now. But, I mean, I guess there's something, there's there's issues with everything. It does well, you know, you know what, yeah. dude, to, to, in, in full disclosure, Greg and I bought the X16, like, literally really soon after they came out. Right, Greg? Yeah. And I've had a problem with the right side of mine. Um. It'll it'll charge everything perfectly fine. It gets up to anywhere from ninety seven to ninety eight percent, and it just stops. And I've left it a battery on there for four hours, and it won't move. Take it off, put it on the left side, and it will bounce it out and, and fully charge it. So, you know, I had talked to uh, several people. Nobody was able to, you know, really give me an answer on like oh it's this or that i've tried to recalibrate it uh it's a great charger the the ability to do you know true 12s on each side uh at 15 amps is is awesome i maybe i just got being you know such a at the time that they came out maybe i got one that had a flaw i i don't know um sounds like a balancer issue on the charger it does you should try 4.17 volts and see if you can Pop I've tried everything. See how dude. that works. Yeah. No, no. I tried the charger to go to four point one seven. Oh, yeah. so okay. you would finish up earlier and then see. You guys should mess with that this weekend. That'd be fun to play with. You know that. what? I'd mess with that. Yeah. Yeah, nerd out on the whole. Yeah. X16. I'd be curious. I'd be curious about it. But I don't know. I've been the K four X sixteen. I like my charge case, so I've also been contemplating other options because seems like charge cases are getting smaller. My charge case weighs a lot. So I'd like to uh, find something a little, little smaller, uh, especially for the, the travel, you know? Right. Well, I said, that's why So I'm open to some suggestions by everybody. Well, that's why since you fly mainly nitro, the K4 would be killer. Well, I like super small, like I've been, I've been flying my electrics a lot more when I do go out to the field. I've just, I've been having so much fun and I've been doing a lot of weird low head speed stuff. Just, 
where you have to fly the helicopter. I've been doing that a lot. I've been pulling an O'Connor. An O'Connor? Uh-huh. Yeah. So hey, my good. The problems I ran into with the X-16 is, uh, now, Grant, I love the X-16. Two channels up to 16S, uh, 800 watts on 120 volt, uh, 1100 2200 watts. total power, right? Oh, yeah, 1100 yeah. per channel mm-hmm. when you run like 240. So, I mean, you can charge. I mean, that thing is powerful. Uh, easy to operate, some push-button stuff. But the problems you run into with it, oh, and I love the fact you can tr- plug a phone into it so you can charge your iPhone when you're there. And it's self-contained. You just plug it into an outlet. You don't have to have a charger. Wait, you have an iPhone, dude? Yeah, on the backside. Yeah, I don't want to googly googly. You should have an Android, bro. Yeah, Androids. But the problem with it is the update feature on it's horrible. You they advertise it as a Bluetooth has a Bluetooth functionality. I've never been able to get the Bluetooth to work. Um, On your which one? X16. So I can't get the Bluetooth to work. I've tried Android. I've tried um, iPhone, the apps for both those uh, operating systems. I can't get the the presets are kind of minimal. You only have like eight pre-programmed um, charges so you can do. You know, you only get like eight uh, eight types of batteries. So you, know, you can pre-program different types of batteries. You only get like seven or eight of those in this. So it's not like you have a lot of memory options for it. But um, to me... The power and the, uh, the 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 simplicity of just plugging into my generator and not having charge cases and all the things that come with having charge cases, that's what I like about the X16. Um, but if I ever if I wasn't flying uh, the bigger packs and I, I the 12 the K4 seems like a fantastic alternative. But see, then then there's the thing where you know you talk about you know everything that comes with the charge case, but at the same time, it's such a nice charger, but it's big. I would want to put it in a case for travel. You know what I mean? So now I'm now I'm dealing with a case again, and then this thing comes out of the case, and now I've got two separate objects. Well, you know I what I mean? So that's good I, to good to I hear. Throw it that. in my suitcase. Yeah. So I'm gonna plug KC3D Keith Williams. Uh, I'm a big fan of his work. He worked with me on a couple of stuff. So I've got the junk drawer uh, 3D printed parts kit up there. It's 80 bucks, and it's supporting somebody that does a lot for the hobby. Um, so I'm just going to plug him. I've got a, uh, what do I have? I have an Air 8 and I think the Q8 and uh, in mine, and he actually reworked it. I don't have any power supplies in mine, so I have additional storage space. So he actually dropped that all the way down for me. But um, it's a fantastic case, and it's a 910. So okay. it's a Nanook 910. It's it's yay big. It's it's that thick. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's 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 like it's bigger than a soft case for a uh, V control, but not by much. It's not mm-hmm. any thicker. It's just a little, maybe an inch or two bigger, side by side. So if you wanted a compact charge case, mm-hmm. that that junk drawer is friggin' fantastic. And what and what chargers do you have in it? I have ISDT. I have the Air 8 and 1 and Q8. I had a Q8 existing that I had in a different charge case. I pulled it out and I stuck it in there. And like I said, Keith was really cool. I just contacted him. He worked with me. And uh, it's a 3D print. And so far, I think I've got a year on it. And I've just mm-hmm. left it sitting. Like we were at HeliX and all kinds of stuff. I just left it sitting in the sun. And I would, because I wanted to see if it worked because I was going to give him trouble. But so far, so good. Well, I mean, it's 3D nice. printed. It's only so, you know realistic expectation right you can't right. you can't expect uh, he does a good job and the point is it's a compact charging case um nice. so that's an option and it's it's an inexpensive option 
if his kit's 80 bucks, a nano case is 80 bucks, and then, you know, miscellaneous wire uh, and a pair of chargers, you're, you're, you're talking, oh, power supplies. That would be where your money probably would be spent. But you're only talking a couple hundred bucks. You're not talking, mm -hmm. what is a, what is your K16 thingy? So the K16. So 630. Is, yeah. 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 So it's probably half the price. I don't know what a power supply costs because I'm cheap and I do the HPs. I'm so frugal. Let's I used to buy those thing. HPs when I was running the um, Hyperion 720 Duos. I would put two HPs in there and you were buying those off eBay for like 65 bucks, soldering resistors on and putting those things in parallel and floating one's ground, you know? So we always bought a batch of them yeah, and then uh, built them and then resold them. So we always had people pay. The power supply was always offset and it was yeah. just a fun side hobby. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I just wanted to plug KC3D. Yeah. Well, Go KC3D. Work. Yay. KC3D. Woo. Yeah, check out a past podcast that we did with Kim. Yep. He was on one of our past podcasts. Okay. I, I just like supporting people that support our hobby, right? Yeah. I think they're awesome. Like, Amen. you know, there's this other thing they make. What do they make? Stands and mufflers Stands, and all kinds of cool mufflers, stuff. Mufflers, carb What was the name of that company? I've absolutely uh, forgotten. Absolutely forgot. Absolutely. Man. I cannot remember that name of that company. I can't. I absolutely absolute cannot believe madness. I did not remember that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's an absolute blew my mind. Hey, but you know what? Ridiculous. On chargers, I will tell you one thing, because as you guys know, I always try to look in the eyes of somebody new getting into the hobby because of my bad experiences and stuff. And Spectrum, I believe it's the S twenty one twenty two hundred smart charger. Right now, you don't have to use spectrum batteries but for somebody that does not fully know all the stuff that we've talked about and could get confused that charger is not not only is it 120 plug it into the wall but you plug your battery in and it reads any battery it'll tell you 6s it won't let you charge it at the wrong rate uh so and it's fairly inexpensive and uh so Anybody that, you know, is listening to say, ah, oh, geez, man, you know, you guys are talking power supplies and cases and X16 and 16S and 12S and 14 and all this kind of stuff. The Spectrum smart chargers are really good, really good deal uh, to what's Steve doing, man. That's all I can see is Greg. I was letting you finish. I, I use a oh. toolkit for my RC <clears throat> cars when I go to the track. I have a toolkit RC and it is an M6. It is an M6D AC, meaning it's uh, does DC and AC. It's 200 yeah. watts. It'll do dual channel, and I don't even think I paid ninety dollars for it. It uses XT60 connectors on everything. It is AC as well. It has a USB-C outlet, um, so less than a hundred bucks. Now it won't do the shiny Spectrum batteries that use the smart batteries, right? Like that's one of the benefits yeah. your the one you recommended would be. But when it comes down to a less than a hundred dollar charger, uh, especially these people, we got a lot of guys at my field. I'm amazed at the amount of people I have flying at my field. Um, a lot of people have uh, is it the Gooski? I don't know what the 380 is. Uh, Which 380? Whatever the, the 380. Gooski. There's, there's a handful of them. Go Gooski comes Go like S1, S2, S4, S4. 
I don't know what the S four is. S four is a three eighty. Yeah. There you go. Right. Um, several people have the the S four at my field, and uh, they don't. They haven't really progressed above that. So something like that works perfect. Then they're coming over from airplanes. So, but again, I mean, we we covered chargers from six hundred and thirty dollars to a hundred dollars, which is ACDC. Um, I think charger safety is the only thing we didn't really emphasize. I I got the the vibe that everybody here, except for Mike, practices charger safety. Mike, oh, you use yours dude. as a dishwasher, right, while it's running? No, dude, I actually, when I charge my batteries, I actually put the battery in my LiPo safe case while it's charging because I don't bring my charger to the living room and hover over it. <laughs> you don't have to hover over it. You don't I think put it in the kitchen the same table. room to monitor it. I don't um, put anything. No, something to do the kitchen table. But I have I have my X16s in the garage, and then I have my K4 that's in my indoor heli room. So nice. I I can charge four batteries all at the same time, right? So, uh, I'm pretty anal about that though, because being having a background in firefighting and stuff, it's yeah. I, I mean, I take it serious. Huh? PG13. What do you mean? Background of firefighting. The mind oh, of Steve. Dude. The mind of God, the old Connor. Hey, you know, it's eleven thirty here, man. I don't know what to tell you. I'm on the east past his bedtime. And oh, I'm, I'm two whiskeys. I had a, bo- a bottle. I had a glass of wine <laughs> yeah, and two whiskeys. The news is out. He had a bottle. <laughs> he had a bottle. So what what connectors are you guys doing? Can I do lipo safety really quick? Just a oh, yeah. quick mini story. Um, and the wife actually saved my house from burning down. So she heard popping in the basement. Um, I was not attending my charger. I walked away from it. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's a newer battery. We think it was a balancer issue, um, like whether something crossed or a battery just didn't balance. Anyway, um, my wife says, I hear something popping. And this is down the basement in my cinder blocks. I run to the end of the doorway, which was open to the basement, which is where I was charging. And I see a glowing orange on the wall. Now, my charger is at the polar opposite end of a ranch home. Okay. Now, it's not wow. a huge ranch, just 1,200 square feet, little ranch, but it's still, you know, it's talking 60 plus feet, right? And uh, yeah, it's glowing orange. So, luckily, my wife, because I had prepped everybody, I had talked to my family. My son is aware of lipos, he's aware of the safety. There's a uh, what do you call it? The uh, fire extinguisher at the bottom of my stairs. There's a fire extinguisher at the top of my stairs. There's one in the kitchen. There's one in the garage. There's one uh, about 10 feet from my uh, charging station, or there was back in Missouri. Uh, here I've got a little different setup, but we actually just placed some. Uh, if you're charging at home, I can't recommend enough. And then I forgot the charger version, or I'm sorry, the. Uh, see, I, I've been drinking too much. I. Uh, the fire extinguisher. You need the one that's good for electronical stuff. And I can't remember the CO2 halon. Uh, yeah. Well, but there's no a halon. They, fire have a, they have a number for them. Uh, Not a letter, ABC, uh, is it? Yeah. ABC. C, C does one, anything, right? So, anyway, that's my little safety story. I've had three different lipo fires. I'm still alive, but uh, I can't emphasize that enough. Like, Greg paying attention, Gregor paying attention, Mike paying attention. Just pay attention. Uh, it, it happens to everybody right at the time you get too comfortable with it. How about that? 
There you go. Yeah. I use S6s because I like the single connectors. Um, switching gears instantaneously. Zero to 60 and nothing flat. Um, I use S6s after using D6s because I hated the way they plugged and unplugged. And I love the individual connectors, although I have people... So when you say uh, S6, like you're talking the RC Pro Plus, right? Single. Yep, single six millimeters. Okay. Um, and I've had people like, I thought it was Cavros making fun of me that, you know, wait till you plug that battery into itself. And you literally can do that. Um, but then I use XT60 on anything smaller just because it's so inexpensive and such a generally good connector. Um, well, I can put a, I can put a fork in a wall out. It doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Plug a battery. Why not? What if we, what if we bet you some How whiskey? How do you do that, dude? How do you? Plug the battery into slow. Well, because if they're male, female. Do you want me to go get a battery and show you? Yeah, because they're male, female. Can we film it? No, I color code my <laughs> no. shit, though, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like hey, orange, I orange, didn't say I was red, smart. red. <laughs> but, okay. Never so, once hey, did Greg. I say I was smart. Hey, Greg, talking about safety, dude. So how about you just talk real quick about the whole parallel charging thing? I've had an experience with that. <laughs> I don't parallel charge, to be honest. I don't know how to. I don't oh. feel comfortable with it. I I just I charge one battery on one channel at a time. I know people do a lot of parallel charging where you charge, you plug multiple batteries into the charger on a parallel board and you hit charge and it. You don't have to use a parallel board, and I haven't I haven't single charged a battery in years. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. To be oh, honest. I did. Luckily, I was standing right there. It was a, a small 2S for, I don't know, one of the smaller helicopters. Don't Maybe do this, the Logo Steve. 200 or something. Oh, that's what, right, because you doing, smoked man? my board, didn't you? No. That wasn't you? No, that, that was on mine. Oh. Okay. Hang on a minute, dude. I got it. You know what, man? So Steve is yeah, showing. Because we always said you can't, you can't fix stupid, man. I got to see this. Like, let me blow this up. So <laughs> Steve is demonstrating to everybody that if you plug in. S6s on your battery, you can plug mail to positive depending on how you hook them up. So a lot of oh, us run so if... the S6s and D6s in our field, and a lot of us do that because we have leads set up on our chargers at the field, so it allows us to pretty much charge everybody's packs. And then something you talked about, Steve, is do you, you plug them in the way ISDT shows you on their instruction? Or not, RC Plus yes, shows the instructions? Yes, don't be a Lewis and run them opposite. Louise, don't be a Louise and run them opposite. Yeah. So, dude, is that how you guys run them? I think so. You guys got to go look at your batteries now, huh? I can't. So so let me plug. Let me plug the black one into the red one. Yeah. What? Well, Let's that's like put your tongue packs. across the nine volt battery transistor battery. Exactly. Is the battery still good? I don't know. Put it to your tongue. <laughs> yeah, you go put it on his nipples. Nah, that was only about halfway charged. Yeah. You made but, me feel so good, Steve. <laughs> so, remember the old uh, style or the old ways? When I first started flying, you would take your ESC and you would put uh, like a – you'd run the little jumper across the ESC, right? Positive side of the ESC, negative side of the ESC, and you run a jumper between the two that you can plug in two 6S batteries to? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're talking like a Y. Yeah, the yeah, wire harness. Yeah. The way I used to do it. So what I stopped doing EC5s. is EC5s. EC5s, yeah. So now I come off my ESC with just a positive-negative lead off the ESC only, and I mm -hmm. take the two 6S packs that they're like in one of those uh, stick pack, right? 
I'll plug battery to battery, and I'll take the two one to the uh, ESC. Speed control, yeah. Speed control. And I will cut the leads a separate length. So the two that plug together between the two batteries, I will cut them shorter. So I have a, a length issue that just says, all right, the short ones go together, the long ones go to the ESC. I like yeah. the length thing. That's an excellent uh, guide. In addition to, like Color. with the S's, they've got the orange caps. Right. You can put the little orange caps on the two that go together to demonstrate, hey, start plugging color together. Yeah. And then when I switched over to the, the 12S pack, which is just a single off the pack, that made it easy because it goes, so I only have two leads for the ESC, two leads for the pack. So it makes it easy there, you know. And then on my flight packs, I run XT60s. So that's my leads. That's my connections and my leads. Greg, Greg, stop, dude. You have literally a carry-on luggage of charging leads. Yes, because you guys all run everything else D from Deans to XEC3s to EC5s. I use Deans. People show up with, Lord, I, yeah. Guy shows up and goes, hey, I've got this weird 1970s pterodactyl-type lead connector. I go, I probably got one in my bag. He'll charge your batteries up. You know? To carry on. Yeah. Well, someone comes to the field and they have one battery, and I don't want to see them go away. Let's charge your battery hey, listen, bro, back in the I, air. You know what? Totally different topic, but I have a bag full of leads, and I only have those because all I was doing was practicing soldering. <laughs> what a better way to practice soldering than build a bunch of battery leads, man. I've seen your soldering. Maybe you should build some more leads. Stop, dude. Do you know how often? I mean, there's a once a week post Just on that. Kidding, um, we won't get even we won't even get into using a proper soldering iron cuz I've used cheap soldering irons for years. I will never I will never go back to a cheap soldering iron. If oh, I You're crazy, it. dude. The best soldering iron is 35 bucks. You're out your mind, man. Okay, let's hear bucks. what this value soldering iron is. It's just a wheeler. It's it's just it, dude. I have a, a a guy by the name of Moritz, who's from Germany. They came to Earth two years ago, and he says he brought it with him. And the little, that, you know what? The, what, the thirty watt wheelers. Yeah, literally it. It taught me how to solder because I had. You mean Weller? Weller. Yeah, it's a Weller. Weller. It's a Weller. <laughs> Wheeler? And, and, man, you've had too much to drink, Steve. Stop, man. And uh, I had like three three different ones. And, oh, the tip's not clean. Oh, I've used this. Oh, you need a wet sponge. Oh, you need this. Oh, you got to tin this. Oh, the tip's not clean. Oh, the wrong solder. The wrong. No man, thirty-five bucks, dude. Case and all. There you go. Dum -dum. Remind me to never have Mike solder my batteries up. So it sounds like we need to. <laughs> well, do a if you podcast want them done right, soldering. you'd want me to do it. Yeah, I mean, sounds like we got to do a podcast on soldering. Because you know, I remember years ago, I had I did a some sort of I think it was soldering some type of connector. I think it was Dean's plugs and. I, I did a video on it and um, I was really excited. Uh, somebody had told me I won't bring up this person's name because I... anyway, they had, uh, they're they like, you know who that was that commented on your video and actually gave me like I get some some 
guy that was some expert in soldering and i was like he gave me a compliment on on, on soldering and it, it made me feel real good and and uh i think cheap soldering irons taught me how to solder <laughs> because they they were so difficult but i'll tell you the weller um i think i've got a we uh the uh the s51 i think is what it is or something like that it's a it's an analog um but man that thing works phenomenal it's been my go-to for years and uh i love soldering but yeah there's definitely a technique to it and i think you know if you get you if you find what works for you you got a, a cheap soldering iron and you got a good good uh steve i'm not gonna stop you talked i didn't talk stop pointing at your watch <laughs> i'm calling you out okay i'm Wait, done who's drinking here no I'm, I'm, just done. Asking I'm done how long we are on time mm -hmm. no i'm done <laughs> No, I would like to. I would like mm -hmm. to compare. What? I Who? suck at soldering Wait, apparently, what? and I got a Haku. So I, I love that soldering iron. That was I, I I, that was my first. Too, and that was my, the Haku is one of my first as well. Um, and then the I think I the tip went bad on it because um, I left it. It was it was when it was in my storage. So just and the I, tip went bad. Just the tip went bad, and I couldn't find tips for it anymore. I searched all over. I was sad. I was broken hearted. But that is the key to soldering, right? A clean tip and yes. tin the tip, right? If you let that tip oxidize. This is going downhill fast. Yeah, it does. But if you let the tip oxidize, that becomes a resistor, right? Yeah. So you need to have a yes. clean tip. Well, I mean, you got the heat transfer and everything else when you're talking about it. It's not just that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you don't have a good, it's, it's literally a connection to the solder. Right. So you got to be a clean, clean tip, because that's the other thing. I'm a big you, fan of the soldering iron. If you're too and hot, a couple of bucks. If you're too hot, you'll melt leads, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you, you have the water, the solder stuck. We're getting a whole different topic here. You'll have the solder. Well, but you know what? The, the moral and... to the whole thing is because it, it it it's on topic with everything we talked about is putting connectors on the batteries. And the one thing we didn't talk about is solderless. the change you going into solderless connectors by soldering Who here connectors. has used them i've not used them yet me i, I have I solderless and i hear they're dude, great i, I mean if they're good enough for kyle Dahl, who am i to argue i run them on they're, speed they're not they i nick nick i, I believe i'm not going to speak for him but i remember a conversation about him losing power now this wasn't uh, in his battery but it was the motor to esc and uh he had a solder joint that blew loose and he switched everything to solderless. Uh, I could be wrong, but that's what I heard. I, I've used them since almost since they came out and for all my batteries, I've never had a problem. Not one time. Nice. I, I own a bunch of the packages. I've never actually hooked them up. I'm trying to use up my solder because they come in waves when they're available. So I buy three or four packs. <laughs> Yeah, stock up. The I mean, it it's obviously way easier and less time consuming if you are going to change them out than to heat up your soldering iron and you know pull the connectors off. And when you're changing them. out a connector, um, like at least on the S and the D's, it's easy enough. Um, I actually use one of the little mini cheap torches. Uh, Ken actually showed me that. Ken Marshall. 
I was over at his house and he just sat there and fired up the torch and he had the little thing sticking out. He goes, and he just drops it on the ground. It clears the solder out of the connector and everything. And I had never considered that. Like I'd always taken the time to desolder them and be all perfect. And here he is three seconds. I've never used. I know somebody that just added a torch to their brand new toolbox. My, my, my needle toolbox has a torch in it now. (laughs) Very handy, man. Yeah, I've never used it for anything yet other than just making a flame, but I haven't used it yet. Uh-huh. What'd oh. you just do? Gregor. Who? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. It's for all those that are listening to us to hand gestures to each other because we're on video. Yeah. This is... I raised my hand and we're on Zoom and it it put a big hand mark on my thing. And so Gregor was trying to, but we all look like we're trying to imitate Spock. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, all right. What else do. we have to talk about from a battery standpoint? Batteries, chargers, and all things electric. I'd love to hear some feedback on this. We don't get enough feedback from the three people that listen to our podcast. I would love some feedback and even uh you know best practices like hey what what works for you because i mean let's face it some people absolutely refuse to charge at the field other people i know will only charge at home and they don't charge at the field they don't take a charger they don't do any of that stuff they take whatever batteries they go there they fly and they go home hey so so like think about everybody listening and i'm like how do you how do you decide or determine what battery you're going to buy. Well, I mean, price is probably one of the first considerations. But all the same, dude. For price. the most part. Yeah. They're, uh, they're all they're pretty. Nah, they're all pretty close. Like. 56 bucks you know. for an HRB. There's a couple of guys in my field that run HRB. There's other people that will swear by Pulse. And I've had excellent revol- results by Pulse. I had some not so good results from SMC, but those are four-year-old batteries. Um, I did win a set of SMC, so I supported them and sold their batteries to buy some different SMCs that fit my flying style. And uh, I think everybody makes a pretty decent battery, but uh, the HRBs are a pretty solid value. And again, I think if you we didn't go over the fact that like you can listen to all kinds of podcasts arguing hey how far do you fl- how far do you fly your batteries down i'm a big fan of not flying it down to 3.73 i don't yeah. like flying down to 20 percent. a lot of 30%. people are totally fine with that yeah i mean if you if you so if you had a new person come to your field and say hey i just bought this used helicopter they tell me it's 6s I'm looking for a re- recommendation on a battery. Where what does do everybody say? go to buy everything these days? And and this is really bad for the hobby stores. Um, I I definitely could recommend an HRB. I could, or I'm sorry, I could definitely recommend a a, a, a I'm sorry, I'm totally blanking on here. I'm trying to type and talk. Um, I could definitely recommend a Pulse. I could definitely recommend uh, an SMC. Um, I got a lot of guys out the field. They're like, they're big on the, uh, HRVs. And I mean, at 56 bucks, it's kind of hard to touch a $56 6S battery. And again, when you were talking 2009, Mike, we were probably paying, you were lucky to get a battery for 160 bucks. 
and generally you're paying 200 250 bucks back then right gregor am i am i off on that number oh they're 250 300 i mean gregor's a pro pilot so he got everything for no free. I'm i not. paid for my stuff i paid for my stuff i was time. actually running a one two threes but that's a whole nother conversation whole new story yeah and you know I've had people say, I'm not spending $250 on a uh, 12S stick pack because they don't last long. They wreck. They hit the ground enough that they damage the pack. So their thought is, is the pack isn't going to survive physically more than six, eight months. So what do I care if I got a battery that lasts a year and a half? I'm on the opposite end. I've had my run the main S 12S packs and a stick pack. I've had packs that last me 400 cycles. Easy. I retired them because they were turning pink and I'd beat them up after three and a half years. So to me, I look, I guess it comes down to your flying style. If you're flying really hard and you're pushing yourself and you're always at the edge and you are prone to hit the ground and damage a pack, then you might consider a different type of pack, you know? Right. So I think it comes down to your flying style, where you're at, what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to get done. And then the whole game of, am I going after the 45 C pack, the 80 C pack, the 100 C pack, the 120 C pack. And what does that really mean as well? I mean, there's a whole gambit of battery choices out there for us all. More yeah, than so I'm going to build a, I'm going to build a 600. Do I go six S do I go seven S do I go eight S do I go 12 S? Yeah. Motorcade have a whole different conversation on that. No, it, 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 you're right, but the thing is, that's a very common size helicopter today, and I've seen people I like, you know, oh, I'm gonna go six S, I'm gonna go seven, I'm gonna go eight, but not have a clue why they picked the cell battery that they picked. I need so, to be there to fly it for you, and I can show you why I run eight S. But you were talking about maniacs, and I didn't mention them. Um, I have a three-year-old Maniacs 4,000 milliamp or 4,200. They're the white packs. I had the ISDT, the little things that give you the info, because, again, nerd here. Um, and uh, I left them on, and for whatever reason, they completely discharged the pack. I don't know why. I don't know if I had something to set. I don't know. It discharged both packs so because I'm run. i an 8S guy, so I run a pair of 4S. And uh, completely discharged them. Now, I grabbed this in a week and found it. I uh, jump-started the packs with another pack to get them back up to voltage, and then I charged them. Uh, that was two years ago. I'm still using those same packs. So, I mean, there is a thing for quality. I still use them on a regular basis. Well, and so, once again, there's a lot of good packs out there, a lot of different options that Mike made a comment about. I mean, you can, yeah. you can set up a helicopter a lot of different ways to accomplish a lot of different things depending on your flying style and what you're trying to accomplish and motor selections. I mean, the different KV ranges that we have available to us now, uh, the different ESC options you've got as far as what amps, what capability, high voltage, low voltage. I mean, flying style, flying style, the lightweight helicopters, the, the dynamics, the Pumas, the, uh, 7.1 light. Yeah. The lights. I mean, you've got, all these different helicopters have come out that give me a, a, a lightweight 700 size. That's probably really set well for like that 7S or 8S type pack. I think we're in a great part of the hobby right now with this just maximum. There you go. The maximum opportunity. To maximum. Set the up. 
you know the variety is awesome i i i would tell people like hey before you make the decision to set that up or do go to your field and find somebody that you can talk to and listen to them about the differences of going 6s 7s 8s 550 you know 600 650 whatever the case may be uh in in not so much what type of battery uh what the c rating is where you're going to buy it what the cost is but what you're going to what you're going to get out of it you know um so better to buy one battery and be able to use it like we've talked about for three or four years than to buy two batteries that are only going to last eight months right okay all right. What yeah. else? Anything yeah, else? Dude. Oh, friend. Uh, yeah, man. I'm trying to master making pizza dough, dude. Uh, another topic for a podcast, right? Call him Mike Dough Weather. Who's really been drinking here? Yeah, I know. I always got to find something random to do just to leave, like get the stress out. You know what I mean? When I come up with pizza dough, dude, it's hard. It is so hard. There you go. Yeah. Stop, Steve. Stop. Right. Stop. Well, are we finding a good place to end this thing? Because I think we're. I had a question for you, Greg. I put it in our chat. And uh, I thought that Maniacs, Maniacs has offered to, on the topic of batteries, I thought they had offered to do something. Well, that's true. That's true. So. We can give away. If anybody stuck around for this much of the podcast, then. Right. If you stay to the end. Maniacs has offered a pack that we could give away to one of our listeners. And we have a ISDT K4 charger to give away. So two lucky people can walk away. One with a battery and one with a charger. Well, how do we want to do that? Well, so thinking out loud we could when we post this topic when we post this podcast on the maximum collective facebook page i think we ought to let people get an entry for sharing it i think we ought to let people get a entry for liking it and i think we ought to give everyone an entry for a comment that tells us what pack they fly and what charger they fly so there's three ways that you could enter so what we'll do is so we'll post it we'll post it so like it share it and tell us in the comments on our post not on the shared post from somebody else in some other place but on the maximum collective facebook page that original post tell us what your battery is and what charger so like the post share share the post from our facebook page and uh, you could also get a third entry by telling us what charger and batteries you use. In the comment on that original post. And then what we could do is, um, maybe what we could do is that the, at our next podcast, we could announce the two winners. And we'll make a separate post with uh, all the instructions. That's true. We can, we can actually write the instructions down. So yep, you don't have to remember the instructions it. in there. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Awesome. Well, on that note, I guess we'll auto on out of here. Don't forget to register for your chance to win a free battery or charger. Thanks so much for joining, everybody. So cool, dude. Take care, y'all.
still here? It's over. Go home. Go.